When I think of the real spiritual leaders of our time, of course, none come to mind more than the U.S. presidents, which is why I have them here with me today. And I would like to ask you, Poppy Bush, if you would please open today's podcast with a prayer. I ask you to bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads and thank you for your love. There is but one just use of power, and it is to serve people. Help us remember, Lord. Amen. Yes, may we use that power to serve people like those in the Middle East. Hey, W, you're here. What did you think about your father's prayer? Uh, Through the miracle of prayer, we believe he listens. Uh, If we listen to his voice and seek our presence, his presence in our lives, our hearts will change. Those are profound words, W, like a wise old sage. Hey, Bill Clinton, what is wrong with you? What my Bible calls a broken spirit. Well, your Bible is correct. Come on, Joe, give us some inspiring words about the Creator. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the you know the thing. Conspiracy Guide. My name is Sean, and I will be your judgmental conspiracy guide. I guess I am being judgmental. Playing those clips in the intro, it feels judgmental. I know. Judge not, lest ye be judged. But but I know that these ruling elites, these uh, scumbag rulers, they don't believe what we believe. They want you to think that they believe what you believe, which is why they uh, say prayers and go to the national prayer breakfast. And uh, in the case of Barack Obama, sing amazing grace, but they don't believe what we believe. They just want your vote. And most of these people are adherents to the mystery school teachings. And, um, and we can judge people by their actions. And the actions of these people are terrible. (laughs) They're all war criminals. So I guess I will take the risk. I'll take the risk of being judgmental um, in the case of these public figures. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're going to be making some changes to Conspiracy Guide. And so I want to let you know that the name, the image, and just some of the branding for this show is going to be changing. Now, I'm still fully committed to conspiracy theories and guiding you through the thought process for those. 
But the original intent of this show was to do these monologue episodes and mix in some interviews to hopefully bring people who are experts in their field to the show, scientists and academics and whatnot. But what I'm finding is some of them don't necessarily want their work to be associated with conspiracy theories. And I understand that. They certainly have a right to to want to protect their image, if especially if it's something that they have devoted their life to studying. And I don't want to bring just one type of opinion. I want a diverse set of opinions to to uh, to join this show, to uh, bring um, all the information that I can to you, the listener. So, so some of it's going to change, and I'm going to be rebranding a little bit. The show will probably be called Everything Allegedly. And I think it's because it's kind of a funny name. Somehow, if you make a statement and then follow that up by saying allegedly, well, that seems to, I don't know, legally indemnify you from the statement you've made. Like if I say Michelle Obama is actually a dude, allegedly, (laughs) because others have alleged that Michelle Obama is a dude. Well, it wasn't me saying that because others have alleged it. So anyway, you see, that's why the name of the show will be Everything Allegedly. Now, if you're a subscriber, you don't need to do anything. Uh, You'll just see a couple of changes come to the show, but the feed is not going to change. And by the way, if you are a subscriber, thank you so much for that subscription. Thank you for the uh, ratings and the reviews of the show. As always, it's doing very well. And if you hear some background noise today, I apologize. I have some chicks with me here in the basement. Chickens, that is. (laughs) We have some new additions to Flat Earth Farms. We have eight new chicks in the basement with me in their brooder. So if you hear those ladies in the background, I apologize. But there's not much I can do about them. So bear with me. All right. So today's topic, I want to first start by just kind of examining the current state of things and just examining the current state of humanity, if you will. How are the people around you? Do they seem happy? Do they seem healthy? Do they even seem kind of awake and aware? And it doesn't seem like that's the case to me anyway. Excuse me. It seems a little bit like the NPC trope, the non-player character trope is kind of a real thing. Like it seems like people are moving through life kind of in a daze uh, these days. (laughs) Um, Something is changing. It feels like something is changing. What is changing, though, is is humanity taking some kind of turn? I don't know. But we can get some clues about the changing nature of our humanity by looking at polls. Um, One of these polls is a brand new one. And um, this is a Wall Street Journal poll I'm going to tell you about. And this is what got me thinking about the topic that we're going to discuss today. This Wall Street Journal poll, it's called 
America pulls back from values that once defined it. And it came out on March 27th. So it's only about a week old. And it's very telling. It's a very interesting poll to me. The, uh, the poll asked questions about things like patriotism, religious faith, having children, and kind of other uh, priorities or life priorities. Now, patriotism... Uh, was asked about, and I've got no love loss for patriotism. I, I think that in the case of the the uh, rulers, <coughs> excuse me, in our country, uh, you know, you kind of get what you deserve. But uh, patriotism was asked whether you think patriotism is very important to you. And so this question was asked in the same poll in 1998 and 70% of the respondents said, yes, they thought patriotism was very important. Now in 2023, that number has dropped to 38%. So that's a pretty significant change. Now me, I am patriotic and you know, it's not a general like umbrella patriotism. It's it's focused because I'm very critical of the uh, those who are in power, those who kind of uh, lead us. And so it's a very focused patriotism, but I still do have pride and I and I do have some degree of that American exceptionalism. So I don't know how I would answer this question, but I think it's very telling that it has changed. Now, another one of the interesting parts about this poll is that 23, only 23% of respondents who were under 30 years old said that having children was very important. Now, again, I don't know how I would have answered this one uh, when I was under 30 because I don't know if I thought it was very important. I think I thought it was very important conceptually, but maybe not in my own life at the time. But a lot of stuff was dropping in the poll, a lot of big swings. And that's what made the poll so significant. One of them, oddly enough, which I thought was really funny, was tolerance for others. Strangely enough, in 1998, 80% of the respondents said that tolerance for others was very important. But in 2023, it was only 58% of people who said that tolerance for others was very important. So how's all that forced acceptance working out for us? Ugh, I think they might want to lay off that one. One of the only metrics that was up in this study was money. Uh, the, the, uh, the amount of, of respondents who thought that money was very important uh, was 43%. And that's up from 31% in 1998 when they started doing the poll. So so what it feels like to me uh, personally is that all of these are trending in the wrong direction. Now, yes, it's just my opinion. You might think it's great that, that those things are trending in that direction, but I think it's very telling because what it seems like is it seems like things are drastically changing. Now, the one part of this study that I thought was really important, the one part that got me thinking about today's topic was when they asked people about religion. In 1998, when they asked people if religion was very important to them, 62% of the respondents said, yes, it was very important to them. Fast forward to today, and it's only 39%. 
39% of the respondents said that religion was very important to them. That's a big change. That is uh, tw- uh, 23 points. And um, I think that's really significant. That's a big change for, you know, roughly 20 years. And the reason I think it's so important is because religion is a constant in humanity. And basically every culture, everybody everywhere has religious beliefs. Sometimes not, but that's usually at the hands of a tyrannical government. But most cultures do have uh, religious beliefs of some kind. Now, even people who proclaim not to have any kind of religious beliefs definitely do. And we have definitely seen this with people like Sam Harris. Sam Harris, the like thought leader of, of the atheists these days. Well, make no mistake, he has religion too. And we found out during COVID exactly what that religion was. And to him, it's the religion of science because uh, he was all about the vaccine. He was out there uh, being a, a, a prophet for, for the vaccines. He actually wished death upon children so that there would be less vaccine skepticism. That is some kind of religious belief, if you ask me. Uh, His exact words were, if the coronavirus killed children at a higher rate, there would have been less tolerance for vaccine skepticism. Yeah, he didn't want you to have any skepticism. You must have faith. You must have faith, according to Sam Harris for science. Oh, geez. He actually said that on a podcast called Uniting America. Oh, the irony, Sam. Uniting America. How's that vaccine working out for you now, dick? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, my point is that everyone has religion. It is ingrained in us. It's part of us. It's part of our humanity. It just gets directed differently. It is just part of our brain function and it just gets pointed in a different direction. So when when this poll says that there is a giant difference in just 20 years for people who think it's very important to have religious religion, what does that mean? What does it mean? It means that their religious beliefs are getting pointed in a different direction away from your standard set of values and morals and toward what I like to call the spirit of the age. You know, kind of whatever is being uh, dictated on down to you from from the government, you know, perhaps. But let's dig a little bit deeper into this trend of religion. And there's another poll that's also really telling. It's a Gallup poll, and it was from March of 2021. This one is called U.S. Church Membership Falls Below Majority for the First Time. And the important uh, part of this particular poll is a graph, a chart that was uh, part of it. I'm going to post it so that you can see this chart. And the chart is showing church membership. And this poll goes back, um, they started it in 1937. So they've got, uh, you know, roughly 80 years of data there. And so the chart is showing church membership for U.S. adults. And what the chart looks like is it looks like it's going parabolic, parabolic down. So from 1937 to basically 
2000, it's essentially 70% the entire time. It goes up and down about a point or two here or there. <coughs> Excuse me. But it essentially remains the same for 1937 all the way to 2000. But around 2005, it drops 5%. And then another 5%. And then another 5%. And it's basically 1% a year. So what you see is this chart looks like it's just dropping off. And it looks like the rate is increasing. It certainly will be interesting to see how it uh, uh, plays out when they do this, uh, when they update this poll. So it's really interesting. It looks like it's increasing. It looks like the rate of church membership is just falling off a cliff. And I have seen this in my own life. I am a... Uh, a church member, you would say. And so I have seen this actually play out. Church membership does appear to be down to me. And so it seems like this really started right around 2000. And so what happened? What happened around 2000? <laughs> well, maybe it was fun vax. <laughs> Maybe it was fun facts because that's the 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 uh, title of this of this show. Uh, you might be wondering what is fun facts. Well, you're gonna have to indulge me here a little bit uh, because this topic is a bona fide conspiracy theory, and there's not a whole lot of evidence to back it up. I might be spinning a yarn here. But I also think I might be on to something because I've strung together a few things here. And again, you'll have to indulge me, but I want to talk about this topic because I think it's a fun one, <laughs> a fun vax. <laughs> so what is fun vax? The fundamentalism vaccine or more specifically a vaccination against religious fundamentalism. Is that a thing? Oh, that's crazy, right? Could you actually vaccinate people against religion? Very strange, right? Well, yeah. So where this comes from is in 2012, a video hit the internet. And this video was alleged to be leaked from the Pentagon. And so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that where this video is said to come from is the Pentagon. And what this video shows is this video shows a lecturer in the front of like a lecture hall and he's he's doing a presentation and he is describing a gene. This gene is called the VMAT2 gene or the God gene. And this particular gene is associated with religious fundam fundamentalism. And if they can eliminate this gene or if they can downregulate this gene, they could reduce religious fanaticism. Interesting, right? So that's what this video shows. And I actually want to play a few clips. So I don't normally do this, but um, here you go. Here's a few clips from the, uh, the FunVax video. Our, our hypothesis is that these are fanatical people, uh, that they have overexpression of the VMAT2 gene and that by vaccinating them against this will eliminate this behavior. Uh, so we have some, some very, very uh, remarkable data in this next slide. Uh, here we have two uh, brain scans. These are fMRIs. 
these are two different individuals with different levels of expression of VMAT2. Uh, on top uh, is an individual who's a religious fanatic, an individual, and we've repeated this numerous times, that, that uh, has uh, high levels of VMAT2. Now, um, this individual down here who had low levels of the VMAT2 gene, this individual would uh, self-describe as, as, as not particularly religious. In, in each case, uh, these individuals were, were read a religious text. Uh, this individual uh, light lit up um, this, the right middle frontal gyrus uh, shown here. And uh, that's a part of the brain that's associated with theory of mind. Uh, it's a part of the brain that, that uh, has to do with intents and, and beliefs and, and desires. Uh, in contrast, in marked contrast, here's an individual who would uh, not particularly uh, self-describe as, as religious. And when they're read a religious text, <clears throat> what you see is that this part of the brain called the anterior insula lights up. This is a part of the brain that's associated with, with disgust or displeasure on hearing something. Uh, so you're suggesting I take a CT scan with me when I'm uh, evaluating people to determine whether I put a, put a bullet in their head? So, so um, the, the data that I'm presenting here uh, supports uh, the, the concept that, that we're proposing. Uh, and I think that uh, we would not propose to do uh, CT scans or fMRIs on, on individuals out in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan. The virus would immunize against this VMAT2 gene, and that would, would have the effect that you see here, which is it's essentially to turn a fanatic into a, a, a normal person. And we think that will have major effects in the Middle East. How would you suggest that this is going to be dispersed? Well, so, so the, the present uh, plan and the tests that we've done so far um, have used uh, uh, respiratory viruses, uh, such as flu or, or uh, rhinoviruses. And uh, we believe that that's a satisfactory way to get the exposure of the largest uh, part of the population. Most of us, of course, have, ha have been exposed to both of those viruses. And, and we're, we're quite confident that, that this will be a, a, a very successful uh, approach. All right, so there you go. A virus would be a very successful approach. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, isn't that nice? Now, if you were to ask the Google machine or, or really any search engine, you're going to find out that, of course, this video is fake. I don't even use Google. I use uh, Brave. And um, everything that comes up when you search this topic is a debunking or a fact check or something like that. But let's get into it a little bit. Let's get into um, wh where this video comes from and, and what it might be. Now, it was allegedly released by a guy named Joey Lombardi. And he was in the military. He was a videographer for the military in something called combat camera and and now he's missing <laughs> uh, uh oh whoops joey <coughs> so if it's a fake video it seems like joey is really missing and then also in 2012 there was a guy named ryan harper and he started a kickstarter campaign because he was going to investigate this video he was a or is, I guess he's a filmmaker 
of sorts. The films he made were not good. Sorry about that, Ryan. But anyway, what he did was he started this ki- ki- uh, Kickstarter campaign because he was going to uh, make a documentary about this uh, mysterious video that that leaked from the Pentagon, or at least that's that's what we were to believe. But uh, unfortunately, it also seems like Ryan Harper is missing, <laughs> as far as I can tell anyway. So um, I just want to say here that I am very happy, very, very happy, not suicidal, and um, also probably won't go missing because I don't tend to veer off hiking trails or anything like that. So for the record... <laughs> Anyway, it's very weird. This guy, Ryan Harper, was basically radio silent since like 2012. None of the links on the Kickstarter work. You can't find anything about the guy that works. No email addresses, nothing like that. He's basically completely off the radar. But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden in 2021, this dude just happens to write a piece in the San Francisco Chronicle. And what he says is, oh, I made up the entire thing. I made up the original hoax video and then I was trying to raise money on Kickstarter to make a a documentary about the hoax video that he originally made. So it's very weird. It's very weird. Um, and, And I'll post the San Francisco Chronicle article for you. It's behind a paywall, but I'm going to hook you up because I have another trick. You can actually use another site called 12 foot dot io and you can just put the link to the san francisco chronicle article into 12foot.io and it will get you behind the paywall without paying for shitty journalism anyway this guy ryan harper and his piece in the san francisco chronicle he posted an email address or somebody posted an email address at the end of the article and um, oddly enough, it's funvax at gmail.com. You know, it's not like Rye Guy 1986 or Harper Ryan 12 or something like that. No, of course, it's funvax at gmail. Anyway, I reached out a bunch of times to try and get any kind of comment uh, about this episode. I asked for outtakes or B-roll or test footage or really anything that would help me um or help him prove that he actually made the original video, the one that's said to be from, you know, inside the Pentagon. I got no response, no response whatsoever from any of my attempts to reach out. So as far as I can tell, Ryan Harper is, uh, is still missing. I don't know where he went, but uh, did he actually write the San Francisco Chronicle article? I don't know. I don't know. You can look into it. See what you think. So anyway, maybe the video's fake. I don't know. I can't prove either way. But um, but what's in the video? What are they actually talking about? Let's talk about what's in the video and not whether it's fake or not. So first of all, the guy in the video, the lecturer in the video, he appears to be a real guy. And that real guy, his name is Dr. Andrew Newberg, and he has a bunch of videos on YouTube. He's all over the internet, and you can find a bunch of other um, instances of this guy, Dr. Andrew Newberg, talking about uh, genes and religion, and um, he even wrote a book called How God Changes Your Brain. So this guy, this dude, 
Dr. Andrew Newberg, he is all up in the topic. And if you compare the the original Funvax video to videos of him in other presentations, it looks and sounds just like him. And like I said, this guy is knee deep, well, neck deep in the topic of, you know, God, religion, brain chemistry, genetics, and stuff like that. So if there ever was a guy who would be doing a presentation on this topic at the Pentagon, well, it'd probably be that guy. And also, I find it hard to believe that you get an expert in the field to participate in your hoax video. So anyway, uh, that is what it is. That's just my opinion about it. Now, what about the the concept that he's talking about in this presentation? A gene that could code for religiosity. Is that a real thing? Is that possible? Well, it could be. Um, it seems like that's a real thing, too, because a scientist named Dean Hamer or Hammer, I don't know. I'm going with Hamer. Dean, if you're out there and I'm saying your name wrong, shoot me an email. I will correct it. But anyway, I'm going with Hamer. A guy named Dean Hamer discovered a gene that predisposes people to become more religious or so he says. So that gene is the same one they're talking about in the Funvax video. It's called VMAT2 or vesicular monoamine transporter 2 or the God gene as it's called. And Hamer actually wrote a book about it. It's called The God Gene, How Faith is Hardwired into Our Genes. And so according to Mr. Hamer uh, and his and his God Gene hypothesis, the VMAT2 gene, it contributes to uh, spiritual experiences or to the presence of God or to feeling connected to the larger universe. All of th- those things I think are very good. I think we should definitely have all of those things. And so he wasn't the first one either to develop this theory about a uh, a genetic component to the belief in, in God or spirituality. There were actually previous studies done on this topic and they were done with twins who were raised separately, which by the way, just hurts my heart. I hate to think that that actually happened, but the studies uh, before this, before the, I guess, um, genetic sequencing studies were done on these twins. And what they found was that when they pulled these twins who were raised separately, they had similar levels of, of faith and of spirituality, but because they were raised in different households, they had uh, different religious beliefs. And so by by um, understanding that they had similar levels of faith, they said that, okay, this is a predisposed thing because these these twins were obviously born with a, um, uh, a certain amount of religious faith, but then their religious beliefs differed because they were raised in different families. Anyway, that's how that, that's how that worked. But, um, Hamer's study, it was pretty good. I mean, he had a pretty large study, like more than a thousand participants, and he found a st- statistically significant link between this VMAT2 gene and, and uh, people's level of religious faith. And uh, he did that with uh, surveys. And so 
what he concluded is that the the VMAT2 gene is an evolutionary trait to keep people happy despite the fact that we all die. So that's a pretty bleak outlook, but um, it's not the way I feel about this. I think he's wrong in that conclusion, but we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about my um, opinion on it later. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so the video in question so far, this, uh, this fun vax video. So we have who appears to be a real expert in the field of genetics and faith and religion talking about a real scientific and clinically tested hypothesis for gene driven religiosity. Now, what is the context of this presentation? Why would the Pentagon have a presentation like this? Well, because they, the Pentagon, they would appear to be interested in this technology because a way to reduce religious fundamentalism would be, uh, would make it easier to to take over a country. And this presentation would have been smack dab in the middle of the Iraq war. So we were told that religious fundamentalism was a problem at the time. And so I think it makes sense because people are a lot harder to fight, or I should say they fight harder when they think their soul is on the line. So if the Pentagon could just you know, get rid of that pesky God of theirs, they would probably be a whole lot easier to subjugate, right? Jeez. So, so, th- so when I think about it, even if the video is totally fake, even if it's totally fake and it was a hoax from the beginning, totally made up by that guy, Ryan Harper. Well, boy, did he tap into something deep? Boy, did he tap into something deep? So if it's fake, I can almost guarantee that the actual Pentagon was looking at the fake video and wondering, hmm, you know what? I wonder if we could actually do this. Because it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time the government uh, did some kind of scumbaggery to try and uh, to try and mind control us. Have you ever heard of MK Ultra? MK Ultra was a um, military test where they tested LSD on unsuspecting soldiers, did a bunch of crazy experiments on them, and uh, the point of it was to try and achieve mind control. Now think about it. If you think about it, the government is currently involved in mind control. Think about Project Mockingbird. This was and probably still is an operation to make sure that the news media was working for the government to bring you propaganda into your living room every night. And uh, more recently, in 2013, President Obama signed the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, and that allowed the government to propagandize its own citizens. That was the point of the Smith-Munt Modernization Act that he signed. Right now, right this very moment, on Twitter, we're basically seeing that Twitter has was run by the feds. And that's going on right this moment. So as we can see, the government has a desire, has a vested interest in controlling our thinking. So we know this is true. And we know it's true that if you have 
tyrannical aspirations, then religion is a stumbling block. Religion gets in the way of all that, you know, uh, subjugation and, and slavery that you're trying to put your population under. So tyrants want to get rid of religion. So, <coughs> and that's because the scumbags need you to believe that they are the highest power, not your God. They need you to believe that they are the highest power. And what better way to do that than to downregulate your ability to believe in God, right? But you know, maybe it's just a crazy conspiracy theory video. And um, I'm just a paranoid fool. And um, even the, you know, the government can just talk all they want about reducing the population's faith in God because they can't actually do it, right? They can't actually do it. I mean, it's not like the government has a way to change your genetic code with an injection or anything, right? Right? Except, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. They do. They do. Huh. Now, if you aren't aware but I'm sure you are aware the government has been on an incessant push to make everyone take the gene altering drug that they developed at warp speed. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Hmm. And, um, and it does alter your DNA. It does alter your DNA. These COVID injections, they do alter your DNA. The CDC has even admitted this. They said the shot makes permanent changes to your chromosomes. Bill Gates, you know, Bill Gates, that public health and vaccine expert that we all know and love so much. He said that it's genetic instructions. Huh? Genetic instructions? Well, what do you need instructions for if it's not changing anything, Bill? <laughs> well, it's because we all know, we all know what this fake vaccine does. It's in the name, mRNA, messenger RNA. What is the message? <laughs> the message is to take the RNA sequence and to transcribe it into your DNA. So don't tell me this thing doesn't make changes to your DNA. We know what it does. And uh, what we don't know, what we don't know is what changes it actually makes. <laughs> we don't know what changes it makes because our bodies have 3 billion base pairs of DNA. Did they get it right? Did they get the right one out of all that DNA? Do you think they just tapped into that really specific perfect one that makes you make a spike protein for a fake vaccine? Huh? There's another point. What exactly are you making spike proteins for? Because the virus uh, has only been uh, verified by a computer model. So it is sort of hmm, sort of suspicious, right? What's going on? Did they get it right? Did they nail it down to that very perfect uh, uh, change in, uh, in, in DNA sequence to make you fight off this, vac this uh, virus? I don't know. Did they maybe oh, flip any other uh, any of your uh, any other of your genes on and off? I have no idea. But it's important to note. It's important to note 
where these mRNA shots came from. Where did they come from? Because they just came out of warp speed, right? They just came out of nowhere. And we've already established that Big Pharma and the government are essentially one in the same now. But one of these companies that brought us the mRNA shots really is the government. Because Moderna, and uh, by the way, Moderna, it's in their name too, Mod RNA, Moderna, Modify RNA. Uh, they tell you right in the name. So um, Moderna is a DARPA project, and DARPA is an acronym. DARPA stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Academy, and it is the research and development agency for the U.S. Department of Defense. And basically, it is responsible for developing um, emerging technologies for use by the military. So DARPA is the Pentagon. The Pentagon, where this video just may have uh, originated. Isn't that strange? So 10 years ago, the Pentagon was giving Moderna millions upon millions of dollars to develop mRNA drugs and vaccines. Huh. So the Pentagon was making DNA altering drugs? Gee, that's weird. What interest does the Pentagon have in making DNA altering drugs? They didn't have a customer for them. All this DNA altering technology and uh, no reason to use it, right? Because Moderna went on for like a decade without having any uh, sales or any real use for these things. But the Pentagon kept them going. Well, that is until COVID came along, right? That is until COVID came along. And boy, did they get a lot of customers. They really got paid back, didn't they? Wouldn't you know it? COVID hit and the Pentagon just already had a super great drug platform ready for you. They just had to warp speed it right into your arm. <laughs> so let's consider how ridiculous that is too, because uh, if you believe that, uh, you know, whatever vaccines actually work, <coughs> then there was a hundred years of traditional vaccines of attenuated virus vaccine technology that already existed because we already had the other kind of vaccines for at least a hundred years. We had all the whatever testing and safety and technology associated with it. But we also had this brand new thing that had never been used before, not once ever. And huh, we just decided that we were going to use this completely new untested, never been used before DNA altering drug and give it to the entire world. That seems weird. Okay. So on one hand, we have this thing that's been used constantly for a hundred years and this other thing that's never been used. And when this pandemic hits, everyone went, oh yeah, yeah. Let's use that brand new thing that's never been used before. Oh, that is strange, isn't it? And they really, 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 really wanted you to take it. Oh, they wanted you to take it. You were not allowed. You were not allowed to resist. <laughs> it was like the biggest advertising campaign ever. 
They were going to get you fired from your job if you didn't take it. You were going to kill grandma if you didn't take this super great, awesome, brand new DNA altering drug. (laughs) But why? Why? Why did they want you to take it so bad? Well, it's because they love us, right? They love us so much. They wanted us to be healthy. (laughs) No, I don't think that's why. I don't think that's why. It feels spiritual to me. It feels like we're in a spiritual battle because it wasn't about money. It wasn't about money. These, you know, these, um, these, uh, government ruling elites and these drug company executives, they already have all the money in the world. You know, they control the printing presses. They, it's not about money. This was something spiritual. There is a spiritual battle going on right now. I can feel it. I can feel it. And maybe, maybe it has nothing to do with the crazy scenario that I've just laid out. Maybe I just uh, weaved this crazy thing together and um, it's not true at all. It's certainly a possibility, but you know what? It kind of seems more plausible than the official story. Kind of seems more plausible than, you know, bat soup just happened to cause a worldwide pandemic. And then the absolute angels in big pharma just happened to have a miracle drug ready to go. (laughs) That doesn't seem plausible at all. (laughs) But again, again, just the conspiracy theorists over here. But uh, just just look around. Just look around. Doesn't it feel spiritual? People aren't acting normal. People are acting like they've been lobotomized or something. I mean, just think about in the last decade, the kind of things that have been normalized, like the insanity of like men competing in women's sports and just dominating them and taking away their scholarships and, you know, their achievements. Why? Why is that acceptable? Why would any sane society accept that? It's fully crazy like abortions abortions are this this awful thing it used to be kind of shameful and rare but but now it's like a rite of passage it's like celebrated what kind of demonic entity has to be uh you know uh possessing you to think that that's some kind of moral good and Government-assisted suicides, we have them in some municipalities and uh, all of Canada. Apparently, their entire public health system will just just help you commit suicide. You know, as long as a doctor says it's cool, yeah, you can go ahead and die. We'll help you do it. What? What? That is just like, that just like spiritually hurts me. And then, you know, there were people who were losing their mind. Like they had to seek mental health help because, you know, the, the, orange buffoon was was in the white house and you know what i don't like any of them but uh did did i have to seek um you know professional mental help when when you know joe biden the reanimated corpse or or possibly <laughs> even the clone is as occupying the white house no i don't care that doesn't that doesn't affect my life enough for me to go screaming in the streets i mean think about Think about these things that have been normalized. We have grown men in drag reading to children. And and there are people organizing these events. Like, what is the net good that comes from that? What is the net good from grown men in drag? That's a kink. 
Why are you sharing that with children? And who are these people that think that's okay? Listen, if you want to wear a dress, if you're a dude who wants to wear a dress and have kinks, again, you do you, boo-boo. Don't read to kids. What are you doing reading to kids? That is not, um, come on, come on. And we had these church pastors, these church pastors telling us, oh, Jesus would have taken the vaccine. Jesus would have locked down. You know, Jesus would have been a trans rights activist or something. Uh, no, Jesus would not have been a, a trans rights activist because where it's where it's going right now is it's become child abuse. We have we have people, um, you know, you can find these videos. Actually, you can't find them anymore because I think Kaiser Permanente took them off their website. But they were talking about how they will give children as young as 12 years old. They'll give them sex hormones and surgeries. What? What is going on? How are people kind of losing their moral bearings to this degree? It really doesn't make any sense. Uh, child abuse is never okay. Child abuse is never okay. You can't get a tattoo when uh, you're 12. You 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 don't you can't consent to anything when you're 12, and you certainly can't consent to changing your gender. And it's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing because if I could have permanently altered myself when I was 12, I might be a dinosaur or something right now. So thank God that wasn't the case when I was a kid. But where have we gone off the rails? How have we so so greatly deviated from the morals and values that have really made us flourish so much? Maybe this is just the natural descent into madness of the Western world because all empires have an expiration date. And there are some really interesting studies of mice and other things where the population just grows to a certain point and then it collapses. So I don't know. Maybe this is just the natural progression and uh, we're all just going a little crazy because of it. Or or could it be the result of our grip on the spiritual world just slipping out of our grasp? I don't know. Maybe it could be that. Now, I'm not saying, again, that this crazy scenario that I weave together is correct. I'm not saying that the government deployed a DNA-altering weapon that affects our ability to communicate with God, because I can't prove that. Uh, as much as I, you know, try, I can't actually prove that. But, um, but, but who's looking into it? How are we looking into it? It's it's not the worthless FDA. We can't expect our government to give us any answers on that. So it is up to us to to explore these crazy ideas. No matter how crazy they are, we we should look into them because I think that that my ability to communicate with God is very important to me. And it is about the most important thing that I can think that I have the uh, communication or a link to my God, to a power greater than myself. Now, I also want to say that I don't necessarily think that my uh, my ability to communicate with God is just some biological switch that can be turned on and off. I don't think that's the case. But I do know that it is possible to tune yourself to receive a divine message. And you can do this with practices like fasting and meditation. So what I do think is that I think we have, you know, a type of antenna 
or something like that. And I want to make damn sure that nobody is messing with our antennas because I think our spirituality is what makes us human. I believe that our belief in God and our belief in our higher power, it's really fundamental to our being. And so maybe it's not a God gene vaccine, but it is everything else these days. It really is everything else. It's, you know, it's GMO foods, it's toxic water pollutants and toxic pharma drugs, really toxic drugs of all kinds. And, you know, this manufactured media outrage and the fear campaigns that that go into that to pollute our minds. It's war and violence and inhumanity and all the lies and propaganda. All of these things, in my opinion, they downregulate God in our lives. And I want God in my lives. I want I want spirituality in my life. And um, I'm going to do everything I can to maintain that. So anyway, there it is. There is my presentation on FunVax, the hoax, or maybe not. And if you enjoyed uh, this, this episode, I would really appreciate if you can share it. Now, I don't really have a book picked out for this week. Maybe I'll post the book by Mr. Hamer because, you know, I do appreciate it when you click on those links. It definitely helps me out. But this episode was me really just kind of going down the rabbit hole. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it interesting. And I just want to say that we should all really hold on to our spiritual light as as best we can. We should hold on to it. Um like it means our life. Don't let go of it and don't let it go out. No kidding. I'm ready to fight. I've been looking for my baby all night. If I get up in my sight. Go the line. I thought I'd treat my baby fair. Now she's getting all in my hair. Help I get her in my sight. Boom, boom, out go the light.